0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Under the Lights. We're approaching yet another international break, but this time we're feeling good about Saints. My name's Tom Murray.
1: My name's Callum Wilson, and this is Under the Lights.
0: Callum, another win. Another win. Now that, that's two. That's two in the Premier League now.
1: Another day, another win. We're riding high, mate, aren't we? It's uh, yeah. It's it's another win. Another one 0 win. Um, those mm. seem to be the the games that where we're where we're grinding out the result is where we're defence first, and then we're, we're we're just getting over the line. Whereas the games where there seem to be goals a bit more open. Um, we're, we're not able to get on the right end of a result there, i.e., Burnley, for instance. But mm. yeah, um, Watford, I mean, it should have been over at half time, but we'll take that win. Uh, we, our away record has not been great in recent times, I wasn't aware of how poor it was until I heard the stats on match of the day. Um, mm. there's only a couple of wins in 17 or something like that, so we're uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think winning the games that we're expected to win is where we is where we're at and where we need to be and uh so far from this little run of five games uh, we're unbeaten with seven points out of nine so we can't complain too much
0: no and i saw a stat earlier which is i think against the bottom four sides we've won two drawn two and you, you know as long, if you can add those kind of points to the uh, the free hits as it were against Manchester United and Manchester City then that's the reason that we're now four points above the relegation zone um, with with two wins and and looking good with uh, a couple of decent fixtures to um, uh, to come I think obviously, as you said, we could have we really should have been out of sight by half time four or five nil wouldn't have flattered us. I think Adam Armstrong's missed a couple of sitters, although Shea Adams gone from scoring an absolute worldie to then somehow putting it over from two yards out with a free header. but um I think it in the second half it very much became a game where we we thought right if we're not going to make this two or three, let's just make sure that we take the three points. Um, as a bare minimum, and to be honest, one nil with a clean sheet, you take that if you if that was offered before the game, you'd, you'd you know, you'd rip to your, your arm out your socket for it. So, I think what is good and the improvement I think we've seen this season defensively is that in previous years, we all know the stat about how many points we've dropped from winning positions, but I think it's yeah. good now that we seem to be grinding out those results. Um, in a, in a much better better way than we did before.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think you're right. We, we should have been well away. Um, we were quite wasteful. I feel like Armstrong's getting a lot of heat because he he didn't score, but I feel like he did everything but score. And, and there, there's been a lot of times where we haven't been in the positions to score goals and we haven't created much. That wasn't the problem against Watford. Um, he 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 has got an eye for goal. And on another day... He'll score more than one uh, from the from the chances he had. Only problem I have with him is that, and I suppose we need it at the moment. But he he is a bit he's a bit selfish. The amount of times that he, if he gets his head up and sees Liveramento free in the box a couple of times, and, and Liveramento wasn't too happy. But at the end of the day, he wants he wants to be scoring goals. He hasn't scored since the first game of the season. He's been out of the side. Broya has been taking his chance. Adams has got two and two now. Um, the second, the one against Watford, was just sublime. Such an underrated goal in the world of football. I think it's if 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 Ronaldo did that, or Lukaku did that, or or De Bruyne did that, would everyone would yeah. be purring about. It'd be, go-
0: it'd be goal of the month, wouldn't it? It would be yeah. right up there. It the- was
1: sensational. There's, technically, it was just brilliant. Um, he had no right to even get shot off and to be able to turn and do it without even. Planting his foot, taking a run-up was, was sublime. But to, to your point, yeah, we went into half-time having only taken probably the most difficult of all the chances. <laughs> um, then second half, you know, the rain started hurling down and it was a real battle uh, at the back and everyone put a shift in. Uh, we needed our goalkeeper at the end, but we were, more than deserved the win. And like you said, we to a man, they they dug in. And they uh and they got the result and the one nil and and we know as saints fans it hasn't been that way for for a little while so we've done it with Leeds we've done it in this one have got a couple of nil nil draws as well and uh, the likes of livermento salisu coming into that side really making the difference
0: yeah absolutely and you talk i know he's had had some flack and we've questioned mccarthy but and I saw, I, I see, I saw your tweet about Aaron Ramsdale, and I, I, I have to say, I do agree with you. I think it has been completely overhyped. And I'd almost get, point out, obviously, there's the Saints bias, but McCarthy has made a one-handed stop low to oh. his right when a guy, when the striker's got the ball, you know, about twelve yards out, hit it really powerfully, and he's just got down quickly to tip it round. I'd say that probably matches or even better's Ramsdale's save, but because oh, it's
1: it's better. <laughs> it just doesn't look as Well, it looked good as well to us, but Ramsdales is a picture save, you know. Mm. The reason that it looks so good is because he was full stretch, got his fingertips to it, just got enough to stretch every sinew, and that put it onto the underside of the bar. Fact of the matter is he only had to do that because his position and his footwork was so shit. So, um, yeah, I I, I put that out there, and then as soon as I put that tweet out, I scrolled down a little bit, and there was a, a, not from a Saints fan, just a generic football tweet about Ramsdales, and I just commented... Overhyped, and uh, as as you'd expect, the Arsenal fans um, it wasn't it wasn't really even I wasn't even fish in there, but they they nibbled uh, a lot. They do like and, a nibble. Um, they do, don't they? And uh, they've, they've won a couple of games, and now they they think they're the Arsenal of old. But yeah, anyway, you know, Ramsdale's doing well this season. But you know when you save a free kick, there's no that's in the middle of your goal. Um, yeah, who really cares? But that save from McCarthy was sublime. Um, Walker-Peters helped him out in the first half. Mm. But other than that, Watford didn't really look like troubling us, whereas Saints really should have been three or four up at time.
0: Yeah. And it's, it ended a week that I'd say, despite the only real um, uh, sort of blot that we've had in the cu- past couple of weeks in terms of actually a, a result is the defeat to Chelsea in the League Cup, where that can't really be seen as a blot at all because the performance was absolutely sensational from arguably our, I don't want to say full second string. I'd say one and a half string. Let's say that because it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we lost, we lost mm. the penalty shootout. We didn't lose the game. Um, you know what? We should have won the game. Mm. At the end there, we should have won the game with two headers. It's funny because we had a corner and I was thinking this would just be per- perfect for Lianko to, yeah. get, to, get to get a winner here. And the ball came in and he hit a great header, got saved. And then Salisu did it from the next one. You know, we could have taken it and it wouldn't have been a robbery. Wouldn't have been a snatch and grab. Um, But that game in isolation, we played a certain way to play against Chelsea. I don't think we'll really play against anyone else. And it was exciting and it was man for man. And it was almost like we don't need a formation. Just everyone's got a player. Aggressively mark them. I thought it was really, really good to watch. Uh, and I think a, a, maybe even a turning point in our season, you know, we've won two games, drawn one in the last three in this league kind of get a five game period where we, we know we've got the opportunity to pick up points, but the, the game where in the end we got knocked out of the cup almost seems a little bit like that turning point where, you know, we, we've really, we've, we've played well. We've gone toe to toe with the European champions with our one and a half string, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we hadn't seen it at Sheffield United. We, had, we hadn't seen anyone really put their name in the hat to say, "Look, I need to be in the first team now." But we have, you know, and our second string's good because it's not. I don't even feel like it's our second string. Adams and, and Armstrong linked up to play to play in the Premier League uh, in, at the weekend. Brodie and Redmond have played up there, and when when you have questions about who's starting in the first team then you know you're going to be happy with the cup game because the players that are on the bench, mm. Stuart Armstrong included in that as well, playing the cup game. And I, th- I thought uh, I thought they were sublime. Well, Prowse obviously came back from injury in the Watford game. You know, we've got options. Broyer was injured for Watford. I say we, we didn't miss him, but maybe we missed his clinical nature. I think this would, if, he fit, of, if he was fit,
0: if he was fit, he would have taken at least two of those chances that we'd have. Maybe, but
1: yeah. at the same time, I don't some of those Adam Armstrong chances, I don't think anyone apart from Adam Armstrong would have had them because he makes them for himself. Yeah. He is always looking to shoot. He's always looking to score. And a couple of those chances, broyer wouldn't have had those chances. Mm. But there's a couple of little runs where he, he got in the box, inside left, stood his man up, fainted one way, fainted another, fainted to shoot, sold them, and then maybe a deflection or whistle past the post, just gets half a yard. And that's why he'll score goals at this level. And suddenly we've got broyer Goal scoring form, Adams goal scoring form, and then Armstrong, who may not have got the goals, but I think looks really dangerous and is improving at mm. levels. So there's competition for places, um, and it makes it difficult for Arsenal to uh, to de- make a decision on who's going to play in the uh, in the game against uh, against Villa, which is obviously the the Friday night game to kick off the weekend. Not sure if Brojo is back. He is early he's enough. Been, I know he's, he's been, back. But mm. I don't know if he's back early enough. And if he's been training enough to warrant starting the game, you could play the same team that played against Watford because it has been six days. We haven't had a midweek game, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that, that's that's Arsenal's decision to make. And, and right now, I, I think I said it before the Leeds or, or, or Burnley games that I felt like in isolation, this is you know we're the favourites to win this football match. I feel the same for the next two games. I think Aston Villa look poor. They're missing players. And then, of course, we've got the worst team in the division. So we have a real opportunity to get another two wins from these two games. Mm. Um, And suddenly, we're looking in a really healthy position because we competed against those more difficult teams in the early part of the season. Yeah, we might have been 16th, 17th. Yeah, it might have taken a while to get a win. But if we start racking up the wins in these games we're expected to be winning, then suddenly you, you beat, like I said, you're beating the teams you're supposed to, and then you're picking up sort of extra luxury points away at the Etihad and at home to Man United, for instance.
0: Yeah, and especially like the, if we were to win tomorrow night, then it would be huge going into the international break bec- and because, you know, you know, Villa are now below us, they're they were tipped to be challenging for Europe. Obviously they're in shocking form at the moment. And obviously, you know, another game, I know it's no foregone conclusion, but Burnley, are I think they're away to Chelsea. So that's, you know, if the results can go the right way, then we could see ourselves going into the international break, seven points clear of the, uh, of the drop. And that would be absolutely massive, knowing that the game after the international break is a game that really, a win is the only acceptable result against Norwich. I don't see them drastically changing much in that, in the two-window period and if they haven't sacked Farker yet they're not going to sack him in the international break um i don't think but let's focus on let's focus on uh, tomorrow night against Aston Villa this is as good a chance as any the best time as any to play Aston Villa at the moment they are looking really poor they've got key players out uh the manager's job is on the line although will that you know kick up a you know, sort of uh, kick up the dust a little bit with their players. Are they going to perform brilliantly tomorrow night? Their captain's been dropped in the previous game. Uh, Fans are disgruntled because they've spent all of this money. I know they've got injury problems, um, but it shows how much they really should have spent uh, some of that money on someone to play in in the centre of the park. I can't think of anyone that they were particularly linked to and then sort of signed a five-year deal instead. But um, yeah, the Villa are a, they're a strange side. They should be doing a lot better with the, team, with the squad that they have, but it's not gone well for them recently.
1: Yeah. And with Villa, you know, you can, you can maybe blame a little bit on injuries, but then when you spend the money you spent from the Grealish and you spend a fair portion of that on a notoriously injury prone striker, mm. then when he's injured, you can't you can't moan too much because you know you, you you made the decision to sign him on that basis. When he's fit, yeah, he will score you goals. But he's not always fit, and conveniently, he's not fit for the return to St Mary's, where I'm sure he would have been greeted um, yeah, with with a chorus of of booze every time he touched the ball. But mm-hmm. I think Aston Villa at the moment are plummeting. They have lost their last three in the league. They're mm-hmm. looking over their shoulder. You mentioned about Saints. If they win, Burnley lose, et cetera, then you can open up a gap. I don't think now we're looking over our shoulder. We're looking up the table. You know, we're in 14th, 11 points, but you know, a, a win could take us into the top half. And then you've got, like you said, Norwich after that. So we need to be, I, I, I know it, it seems great now, but we've won our last two games. So we're, you know, if we're going to win another two games and we really would need to kick up a, a, a really good run of form. To, to get there but I feel at the moment with the wind is in our sails and at the moment Aston Villa are, are going in the other direction I think Aston that, Villa are yeah. below off aren't they by, by one point sorry what were you gonna say
0: no, no I was just gonna say I think you talk about the wind in our in our sails one I've had a little peruse through some of the Aston Villa forums just because of just to see what kind of injury problems they were going to have obviously they're now missing um Konza is suspended it's so huge. massive for us I know they've got zebe and Mings who can come in at the back but you know I think Konza has been their standout defender um even bigger miss I think is Douglas Louise. I think their, yeah. midf- their midfield is paper thin without him on and that seemed to be the general consensus of the Villa fans I think a midfield three at the moment of. Was it, a 19-year-old Jacob Ramsey with maybe... The thinking, Camber. Well, they're thinking the Camber or uh, Morgan Sanson, who hasn't played for mm. donkey's years and probably wouldn't last the first half. And then John McGinn, who apparently this season can't string a five-yard pass together, uh, which is really unlike him, because I, I do rate him as a player, McGinn. But even so, one player which I think Saints can really get at... Um, tomorrow night is Matt Target, because according to the Villa fans, he's had an absolutely shoddy season. And the reason that they think that is, is because last season and the season before, he rarely had to do any attacking because he's got Grealish ahead of him. All he had to do was concentrate on defending, which to be fair, he seems to be relatively solid at. And I think he's done well for Villa. He's been a good buy for the amount of money that they paid for him. However, this season with no Grealish ahead of him, he's now got to try and provide some attacking impetus down that left side. And as we know from the Saints, his whilst he's got a mean, he's got a fairly decent cross in him, he's not very pacey and he doesn't get forwards too much. And he got caught out quite a bit under Cumin in that position. So he's low on confidence. He's poor form. They were thinking maybe even putting Ashley Young at left back, but that's not something that Dean Smith is likely to do. So if you can get a combination of Armstrong, of Stuart Armstrong and, you know, Tino Livramento down the right side, then Saints could uh, really reap the benefits of that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in the last game, there were goals for Johnson and Bowen. They both played from the right-hand side, you know, in that 4-1 loss. I think generally, they're in a... I know it's almost a cliche to say they're in a period of transition, but Dean Smith is... How many times do we see it where managers do a good job on a budget and as soon as they get a war chest from that Jack Grealish sale... Mm. And they buy loads of players and we all fall for it. And we'll go, oh, Villa, they'll be, you know, a challenger of the top six. You know, look at their team. Look at the players they've brought in. They're, he doesn't know what to do with them yet. He, he changed the entire formation to something that they'd never played before under him because, because they got the opportunity to get Danny Ings and Watkins came back. So they, they thought, well, the only way we can do this is to put two up front. How are we going to go about that? Well, we'll have to play three at the back with wing backs. And, and it hasn't suited, the team hasn't worked it out yet. It hasn't fit. Then in the last game, because Danny Ings wasn't playing, they reverted back to the, uh, the old ways of 4 3 3, which is why Mings got dropped. Um, so Konza and Courtney House, who you know, must have impressed, for, for you to drop your, your main, you know, your captain, your main centre back is a big deal, but then Nakamba, I don't rate him. They've, they've spent all this money, but Ramsey seems to play every single game. And then uh, Buendia and Bailey both came in and played on the wings with Watkins up front. It just, none of it fits. Um, and it's funny because uh, yeah, once Conza got red card, Buendia went off and Mings came on anyway. So they just don't seem to have a, a kind of a structure, a plan, don't seem to be organised. And I think as a result of that, they are shipping goals. You know, you said target in particular, but I just think you can get at this Villa side. I mean, their last three games in the league, they've conceded 10 goals, four, 4-1 loss to West Ham at home, uh, 3-1 loss away at Arsenal, where they were demolished. I think the first half it was 3-0, never a contest. And then it all started with that Wolves turnaround. I I think that's where the capitulation started, where it was 2-0 with 10 minutes left, and they somehow managed to squander that, and lose 3-2 in a in a game at home against their rivals. I mean, that 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 gets to you. And I, I think at the moment that that's probably what started it. And they're still falling. And they're coming up against the Southampton side, where suddenly I know we're not scoring a lot of goals, but we're creating chances. And there is an opportunity. I, I, I think our, our strikers are good enough to score some goals against this side on, on Friday night. Um, I'm not sure who will start, but I'd, I'd like to see Stuart Armstrong play finally from the, from the start in the league. I think Redmond is, is playing well enough to keep his place at the moment. You've got to play the players who are in form and him and Walker Peters suddenly seem to have a real good partnership down that left side, and we were mm. talking about Perot being the more natural one. Well, Walker Peters looks like he's really worked on his game, um, on his left foot, and going forward certainly is, is really it was really impressive against Watford. Probably our best player, so I, I think we've got options there, and I, I would like to see. I mean, it's going to be Ward Prowse and Romeo in the middle. I'd like to see Redmond and Stuart Armstrong. And then I'd like to see if he's fit enough, Breuer, and i would probably have to say Adams because both of them are in goal-scoring form. But having Adam Armstrong on the bench, not to bring on in the 89th minute, but to bring on, if we need him, in the 60th minute to really change things, puts us in a position that I don't think we've been in in a long, long time. So I'm hoping that this might be the, like you said, it's a good opportunity. Hoping this might be the opportunity for Saints to kind of get rid of that goal scoring, um, or that lack of goal scoring, mm-hmm. that kind of find the killer instinct. And maybe, you know, we've had games where we've had chances, like the Watford game. Maybe this will be the one where the chances go in and and we can score three or four goals against this villa side, like like everyone else seems to be doing. So yeah, we'll be tight at the back, but under the lights, pardon the pun at St. Mary's. I I think I think we've got an opportunity to really get at this side with no Conza, no Douglas Louise and no Ings, the spine's been ripped out and I mean if you could have picked players to have been taken out of that team, I think you're probably looking at those three. Yeah, McGinn maybe, but like you said, if he hasn't been informed this season, but I think Douglas Louise is probably one of the most important players because the the whole sort of team builds around him. Conza is their best defender, and Ings. You just know if Ings was on the pitch, he'd probably come back and get a goal at St Mary's. So, mm. uh, yeah, well, this is a great opportunity for another three points to build on what's been a good run. I
0: absolutely agree, and I think this is. I mean, it's cliche, and we already. But the game's going to be won in in the midfield, and if they are so, I rate I. I completely back the two of War prowse and Romeo to completely overrun their midfield three, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see another red card for Aston Villa because one thing they've been really, they've really struggled to deal with this season is a high press and Saints at the moment are second for um, like pr- pressures high up the pitch and you know when, if their defence is feeling incredibly shaky then Saints are going to target that, which is why if I'd go with, I go with I think Adam Armstrong for me has to start because I the only the reason I say that is I know they're both in goal scoring form, but I think if you have Adams and Breuer, you have two very similar players playing up front, and not I don't think that either of them really does the press. Whereas Adam Armstrong is a player that can do that, and I just feel that maybe you've got two almost two. I I know it's like. Old fashioned to go for the big man, little man combination. Yeah, little or large. I thought you'd no, no. say that. But I just,
1: yeah. I think, I think, I think there's more to Adams and Breuer than mm. just the fact that they are good at holding the ball up. And, you know, Adams, Adams will press. He's always worked hard, even when he's lacked his goals. The fans loved him because he, you know, he's good at holding the ball up and he's strong as an ox, but he does work hard. I think Breuer will do the same. But also, Breuer's got that yard of pace to get in behind Mm. so I I would be interested to see how it would go I think it's a bit of an experiment because we haven't really seen the two of them up front together yet maybe because they're similar and you might be right we might it might not work they might not work as a partnership in tandem but on the other hand they're both in goal scoring form and it's not like playing two Chris Woods up front you know it's, it's it's not they're not as rigid as that. They're not mm. as, as one-dimensional. I, th- I think they could both do both jobs, which is what interests me because Adam Armstrong can do one of the jobs. He's not the guy to, to get the ball into feet and hold it up. He's the one to drop in, in in between the lines in tight spaces and on the half turn. Did that really well against Watford for the goal, actually. But uh, I, I I can see Adams coming deep to receive, and Breuer spinning off. And then I can see them just as well doing it the other way, which I think in its, in its own way causes problems for, for a defence because they don't really know whether they're coming or going. At least with a big man, little man, you know, you're going to follow the, the big man in and you're going to have to give a yard to the, to the pacey guy. So I would not be unhappy to see any two of those three start. I'd be unhappy if we only saw one of them start. With Redmond up top with them. Yeah. And then another winger. I, I would I would I think our strikers, although the goals aren't there, I just think they look they do look good. And I'm happy with our striking options. And that's without even looking at someone like Nathan Teller.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think this is certainly a game that we can we can get at. And um, I was actually when we went into this run of fixtures, I was thinking this is the most difficult of the of the lot. And now I don't want to end up with egg on my face but as you said they've had the three players to take it take out of that team are out of that team and even
1: you're right they seemed at the beginning of this run that was the that was the game wasn't it you know we had two promoted sides burnley had been poor and Leeds are in the bottom three so villa even though at home of all the sides did seem to be the big the toughest test but like you said i think we're playing them at the right time um if i was villa And I was playing Saints. I would play three at the back. Well, I'd play five at the back. Mm. I'd I'd play three in front. And then I would play two up front. One of them being Watkins or maybe a Buendia or Bailey off of a Watkins. Because the way to beat Saints at Samaris is to play on the counter-attack. And we've seen how much we can struggle. Slow, monotonous sidewards passing, trying to find an opening. Saints can't do that. They want the other team to have the ball. They want to press high up the pitch and they want to counter-attack. Did it against Burnley. Done it against numerous sides, Wolves, where we at home, the away side feels that like they can drop off and play that way. And there's almost an onus on the home side to, to have possession. And in possession, we don't have that killer ball from the back or from the centre of midfield. And the attacking players are out wide and apart from Stuart Armstrong, I don't really think any of them are good enough mm. at, at doing that, creating something. redmond has been doing it recently, yeah, actually. But generally, Stuart Armstrong, I think, is the guy who will come centrally and try and create. So, yeah, if I'm Villa, I think Ollie Watkins sort of loitering on the halfway line for much of the game, letting us, drawing us in, false sense of security, win the ball, spring... Getting running at, at the likes of uh, Ben or, or, or players like that—that's that's where I, I, as a Saints fan, that's where I'd be fearful of Villa.
0: Yeah, and I think that I think it's a strange. I'm not quite sure exactly how, how they're going to see this because obviously they've won, they've they've lost the the three on the bounce. There are rumours that uh, they need a reaction from this game. Dean Smith needs some kind of result or some kind of improvement or. He's potentially maybe looking at losing his job throughout the um, the international break, which just makes me think. Also, Villa will be targeting this game as we will um, to get the three points, and therefore I think I think Smith is naive enough to try and play with um, do the four three three again um, and try and sort of just hope hope that it works after giving his players a kick up the arse. So I think this is a game that Villa will come at us which I think will play completely into our hands I'm really looking forward to seeing the midfield battle Um, I'm just looking forward to the game in general I didn't think that this would be a match that I'd be very much looking forward to I thought it was going to be tricky but the cards seem to have fallen all in the right way which obviously spells for uh, like how have we not won this game kind of result Um, oh yeah how many
1: times do we see it you know Friday night on the telly go to the game yeah un- under the lights and we're all sat there in a freezing cold going why the bloody hell do i even turn up for this shit <laughs> how are we losing to this side you know yeah. it was supposed to, it wasn't supposed to go this way you know this could be a coupon buster if people have really done their homework and, and looked at it but yeah but it just villa you know saints are doing all right saints are defensively sound we just need to start converting some chances mm-hmm. villa at the moment seem to be in free fall and they're conceding goals and the, the manager's trying to change it, doesn't seem to know how. And at the end of the day, when you're a one-man team and reliant on one player for so long, everything you do goes through him. When he's not there anymore, you know, we saw it with Tottenham when they had bail, They got all that money. They spent it on the Ross. first 11. Didn't work. Grealish, Villarus doing the same thing. But Buendia is the one that needs to turn up and replace him and they're not, they are not. don't seem to be using him as a direct replacement. So they're playing in a completely different way and it's not working. I just feel with every result and every drastic decision he makes, change formation, drop the captain, all these things, I think they're losing their way completely. And it's almost like they're, they're going from scratch with every game. They're like, right, let's try something else. If they just get back to what they know. They haven't got Ings there, so there probably is no reason to play three-five-two. But stop switching between them. Get the players familiar. Get them playing a system that they that they know. Don't change it week in week out, and and play your best players and try and target the weaknesses of Southampton. But from a Saints' point of view, I think it's the perfect opportunity. As we do at Saint Mary's, first five ten minutes, we tend to be on the front foot. Tend to get the crowd off off their seats. And if we can nick an early goal, that's perfect. Always perfect for Saints, because then the opposition have to come out and Villa definitely have to come out, because the manager will be imploring them to come out to try and potentially save his job. So you you, you don't know how this will go, but I think if we get an early goal, then then there is the potential for us to actually win this at canter. Because like you said, the naivety, how desperate the manager will be the players constantly get; they'll get fed up of picking the ball out of their net. Might get a little bit um, touchy. You might see another red card. But I think if an early goal goes in, then we might we might see them fall apart a little bit. Um, and it's up to Saints really to to be good enough to get that early goal, but also take the chances when they come because we will get chances against this Villa side. The only, the, the, like I said, the best way I see for Villa is to. Is to almost park the bus and hit that hit on the counter. That's the best way to play against Saints.
0: So, before we end the episode, mate, score prediction.
1: Oh uh, well, Obviously, um, Villa are going to beat us, <laughs> as we as we we always say. I don't know. I feel confident about this. You know, I when you line it up and look at a lack of Villa players, a lack of Villa form, and Saints doing all right at the moment, then. Then you have to back Saints to win. As a Saints fan, you have to back them to win. I'd go with a I'd go with a 3 1, the way things are going at the moment. I, I think this is an opportunity for this to be the game for the Saints where we, we do we do score a few goals. It's got to come at some point. If it doesn't come against Villa, I'm hoping it will come against Norwich. But I'm gonna go with three one. I feel like we've been overly, overly positive about this. Villa do still have good players. Watkins is good. Wendy is good. McGinn can control the game. But they're just missing the spine of that team and they're in poor form. So I I feel like they're in a rut and and the Saints will take advantage of it.
0: Nice. Nice. I am going to go for a very conservative 4-0 Saint.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, it's happened, hasn't it? Oh, dear. Oh, goodness. The what n- happens so, when wait- we predict saints oh, to win yeah. doesn't happen
0: uh well sorry i forgot I, th- I thought this was the norwich episode no 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 okay. I, I think i think what's a uh, f- final point i think what's good about so this so game, are you going
1: four 0? No, actually no 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 no, are- no
0: Four 0. i'm really confident about this game okay. but i, I was okay. gonna listen, wow. i was gonna say what is good about this game is there isn't the pressure on saints we've got the win we've got a nice little cushion uh above the drop zone and also, I know it would be nice to go into the international break with a win, but we know what the game is when we come back. And I'm not saying a, I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion. Stranger things have happened. Um,
1: it's as good, it's as close as you can get in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, there are no easy games in the Premier League, but Norwich <laughs> is the closest you can get to it. That's no moment. easy
1: games in the Premier League apart from Norwich. Apart from <laughs> apart, apart be, from Norwich, Tends to be the way it's going. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm. Oh, it's, it's weird, isn't it? A few games ago, we were saying how shit we were, but now you're predicting a 4-0 win. You say, you say there's, no, um, there's, there's no pressure, but there's always pressure at St Mary's. If we're not playing well, if we're 1-0 down, if we're passing the ball between the centre-backs and Romeu for 10 minutes without actually getting forward or putting the ball out of play then the pressure comes. So the performance has got to be there. And as I said, I, you know, the first goal is crucial in this game. I know it's a, that sounds like such a cliche, doesn't it? But, you know, I don't say it every week, but I feel like it, it is pretty crucial. I think if Villa get it, they'll sit back and they'll defend. And this might be, this could be a turning point for them and Dean Smith, if they kind of battle away and get that one one there or they like get that result. But I think if Saints get it, it could open up the floodgates. I just wanted to raise the um, the fantasy Premier League because it's been a couple of weeks we've had things going on, so we haven't really had a, a pod. Didn't have one last week, but obviously we've got to uh, catch up. And uh, when you had a couple of weeks of um, supremacy, oh, then nice. you were you were given your uh, your limelight as it was well deserved. But uh, it's not gone well it's down since. with a bang, isn't it, Tom?
0: Yeah, uh, We don't like to talk about it too much. Um, yeah, those couple of weeks were, were good. I felt, you know, up on the pedestal. It was lovely. And um, <laughs> now it's, uh, you know, now it's back to trying to fulfil the name of might-be-last FC.
1: Yeah, well, you went for it with Saints, didn't you? I don't know when you brought these guys in, but Broya and Stuart Armstrong you brought in as well. Was was that a, a punt in the hope that Ralph was going to play him? because?
0: I think it was. Yes. I think it. Was. It must have been. It must have been. Why did I? I think it was <clears throat> for the Burnley game. I think, I think he was going to be brought in,
1: and uh... you struggled to struggle to field a side this week. There was Bruy obviously didn't play. Mm. Then and didn't play, oh. and then your trusty double Chelsea defence of Chaloburn, question better. didn't play either. Both didn't play either, and you uh, you got a combined four points off the bench from Dunk Henry <laughs> and mode so that's yeah the kind of 29 points struggled a little bit this week now that you're actually bringing players in and haven't got the captaincy permanently stuck on a Bamiang like earlier it seems to be going seems to be going badly for you I, I, I sound like I don't care about that but just looking through oh no you didn't quite have the uh, the lowest point score this week X that went elsewhere um highest point score this week is uh, Big fat seventy-seven points. It wasn't the highest scoring week, but um uh, who was who's that? You've who got that? This is great. This is great uh podcast content, isn't it? Um Max Slimek. Wow, well well done. Come but don't tell her. Wow. Wow. Almost like you know, when you're like on a radio show or something and someone oh. sends in like a um sends it like a, a name or something uh, they read it yeah. they fall for it and they swear on air or something like that so and I'm it's just like
0: that. oh for god's sake that's
1: uh i've got time to- i've got time for that um for that name that's a that's 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 good crap. that's funny that um yeah he's uh i mean he had reese james and ronaldo i mean pretty much the the reason for that i had reese james for a moment i was back at the summit of the uh under the lights League, league, but those tricky scummers of Tom—he's he, just—he's one point ahead of me now. I've i its going to go to the wire this one.
0: We're going to need an Aguero moment at the very end.
1: Not even just us. I mean, Seb Wong's only a few points behind me, and then we've got a, a grouping after that. So it's a—it's a long old season, but uh yeah, there was some there was some interesting results this week. I mean, Palace going to Man City, um, doing cost their me usual on my. Uh, Cost me on my bet boosts. That's for sure. Oh. It, was, it was Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City to win. Was like three to one boosted odds. I was like, this is brilliant. Like very rarely do we get the three best teams in the league. Who have they got? Oh, Man City under Palace, easy. Newcastle, uh, entertaining Chelsea, easy. And then uh, Liverpool, Brighton at home. Oh well, surely all three of them are going to get the points. Only one of them actually got three points.
0: That's that shows. That shows Out,
1: outrageous. Palace are Palace are doing well. They're um, yeah, bit of an enigma this season. And uh, Brighton did really well to come from two nil down against Liverpool. It was a mixed bag this week, but it was a, it, a lot of teams got results they maybe shouldn't have. So it was a good it was a good job the Saints got the one 0 And someone who didn't get the result they needed was um was Nuno. And now we know Conte's coming in and that is a massive addition for the Premier League. I really rate him. I think he's one of the best managers that's ever been in the Premier League. I think what he did with Chelsea, they were so good.
0: Well, I I don't know what to think. I, th- I think Spurs will obviously improve. They do have the players. For it. They've got the individuals for it. It's just whether you can make them into a team. That's, that job seems to be a poison chalice at the moment. I find it, Quite funny how, while well, one Spurs got the announcement wrong by welcoming him in Spanish uh, yeah. on Twitter, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yep, they Brilliant. said they they said bienvenido or something, which is Spanish for welcome. Then deleted it and then got it right. And also, um, I can't say was I. I love Daniel Levy's um, uh, enthusiasm so much that I've signed for less than two full seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he tried to sign me in the summer, and I pied him off. But yeah, he doesn't—he doesn't come in during mid-season, so I reckon he's offered a longer, a bit of Wonga and uh, and a bit of a war chest in January. Whether that involves Kane leaving or not, I don't know. But be interesting to see because Kane's not going to get away with what he has under Nuno. If he's no. going to doff the belt on the pitch and do fuck all, Conte'll drag him off. He'll put Son—he plays three-five-two, doesn't he? So Son and Kane up front. I've seen the comparisons with Martinez and Lukaku and, uh, and wherever he's had elsewhere before, 3-5-2. You know, that could be a really... You can get the best out of those two. We've seen what they can do. I saw something the other day that they're one, one goal off of having the most um, com- combined combinations for Premier League goals in history. So
0: Jeez. I don't
1: know if I've done a really shit job of explaining that. But in terms of one setting up the other with two players who have combined to get goals. They're one off of the off of the all time Premier League record. So Kane and Son partnership, if you can get that together, then I, I think they, I think they can end up finishing in the top four.
0: Well if you can get that going, absolutely. And then you know just leaving himself with a midfield of Skip and Hoybier and uh, oh, he'll, Yeah, he'll get yeah. a
1: midfielder in January when he's got to. Yeah. He's got tell- to. Regulon will do well, I think, with wing back roles. You know, the old Alonso and Moses of mm. days gone by, you know, the wing-backs will we'll, we'll get forward. Other
0: managerial merry-go-round, Newcastle are struggling to attract uh, the one that they want. <laughs> I'm, do you know what oh, I find? Are they going to go
1: down, Some.
0: I, I really hope they do, because the thing is they can't buy anyone until January. Um, by that point, if they, you know, they, they still haven't won a game. Their team is rubbish. What's the thing... The thing is, they went. They seem to have gone all out to try and get Unai. And then, what's Eddie Howe going to feel like? It's like, oh, they've down. They've got the list down to two, Unai and Eddie Howe. And Eddie Howe's just going to be there, thinking, well, I'm only being talked to now because Unai said he doesn't want to. So, do I really want to go there? And
1: really? like Nuno, wasn't it? Where they were like he was like ninth choice. So he just got fatted away by everyone, and then the ended one, up with
0: him. The one that got Nuno, who got rejected by Crystal Palace. And you think, yeah, it was always going to be a bit of a bit of a weird one. I think it it could. The Newcastle one. Do you know what they need? I think for this season they need a lot. Well,
1: a miracle. <laughs> they need someone
0: who can get a solid play, just play a solid brand of football. Keep them up, get them points. Um, I hear Steve Bruce is available. I think he's just the man for that. But there's uh, no way
1: you're advocating for Steve <laughs> Bruce. The way the way you and your mate went after him in that predictions video, <laughs> you wanted you wanted him out, and you weren't even a Newcastle I fan. I know,
0: I know, but I think. Sam Maximan was obviously quite disappointed and sad that Steve Bruce is gone, but I'm sure he's a professional footballer. Um, He'll he'll, he'll, he'll carry on playing. But Newcastle, the funniest thing, I think, in world football would be them to go down. Obviously, they're going to spend. They'll come back. They've got money. They're obviously going to... You know,
1: it'll be the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing when the Saudis are, are getting players in the championship that just should never ever ever be there bringing yeah. in like really good players in the championship just to absolutely and then they <laughs> then they then they lose to like act and stanley or oh
0: oh my <laughs> god could you imagine i don't know they get cheltenham get promoted from league one and newcastle are lining up with their with philip coutinho just about to try and <laughs> he stood over the free kick. they got marco royce as well just waiting um, to be honest, his agent is so good, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it past Chupo Motang to get a gig at Newcastle yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah that would be
1: the sort of player. Him and, him and St Maxima. Yeah, I don't know. They need, they need something. They need January is what they need. Um,
0: Eddie, for... Eddie Howe
1: to mm. come in would be... I mean, Eddie Howe might... The whole kind of... We're talking of... Um, weird, I was going to mention it earlier when we said the, the duos combining for goals, but... I mean, one of the one of them that's right up there is is Wilson and Fraser, and that hasn't happened since since they went to Newcastle. Eddie Howe might be able to get a tune out of them, but it's funny they do seem to have all the money in the world, but a completely zero now when it comes to football and running a a football club. They probably run businesses, but the, I think Emery, you know, Emery said um, they just didn't have. They just didn't look like they had any plan whatsoever. Like I think there he was... spoke to them and was like, yeah, I decided to stay with, with Out because it was just a shambles there. And what what's going to happen is he could go there, get relegated to championship manager next season if they keep him. I think there was one there
0: was apparently a clause in the contract where he they'd be able to sack him if he if he got relegated with that team. And I uh, think well, you know, it's just the it, it, they they don't really know what they're doing at least the difference between Newcastle and Manchester City when they both got taken over was that Manchester City were a solid mid-table team at the time that they got bought let say solid mid-table team but you know like 12th 13th that sort of area yeah. whereas Newcastle have an actual championship squad with one top four quality player um, I'm looking forward
1: to I'm looking forward to Eddie Howe going in and being able to he, he he left Bournemouth having got relegated with the likes of Callum Wilson Fraser Back in the day, Matt Ritchie was there. He'll be able to get the band back together. Probably sign Steve Cook in January. That'll be it. Everyone will be expecting Mbappe and everyone else to come in. He'll get bloody Steve Cook and, and uh, Adam Smith.
0: He's there. Yeah, he's, he's there. Right, guys, Newcastle are ready to unveil a double signing. Combined total of £50 million. Pounds. Your new heroes, Junior Stanislas and Jefferson Lerma.
1: <laughs> <Lama. laughs> That'll be it, mate. Begovic will come come out from come uh, under the back. rock at everton
0: yeah and they can have and i've got one Burridge. more brucey bonus for you it's just like oh what have you got jordan Ives, ladies and gentlemen
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Arthur burr will find his way back that'll be yeah oh. i don't see i mean uh, steve bruce to eddie howe is a complete change of philosophy so they'll need time to get used to that mm. he's the only hope they've got is signing all kinds of monster signings in January or Eddie Howe being attacking manager can just go, right, we have a shit defence, but we've got Wilson and St. Maximan. If I can get those two firing enough to keep us up, then we'll deal with the rest of it later. Maybe sign a top centre back, top centre midfielder, and then just hope that that's the the lads up front can stay fit and keep you, uh, keep you up. But yeah, it'll be hilarious, wouldn't it, to see all of them with all the Newcastle fans with towels on their heads at St. James's for a Saturday three o'clock kickoff every single week. The first game of the season at home to the Vale, Blackball or someone. But yeah, that, that, that's. Uh, do, yeah,
0: could we'll you imagine?
1: They they're, they're, in do... tr- they're, they're in trouble. That team's shite, yeah. man. Out of the back. It's so bad.
0: Could you imagine if, like, say they signed a couple of these players? Uh, but they could only, um, they only managed to bring in a couple. Could you imagine just for an average, but a, a, a good signing, but say, like Clement Longley from Barcelona, decent center back, young center back comes in, but they th- they're unable to improve that much. And he's there, like lining up. Okay, I'm I've got Isaac Hayden to my left, got John Joe Shelby just ahead of me. I mean, Barcelona are crap at the moment, but this is taking the piss,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't can't wait for uh, yeah can't wait for a, a player of that sort of standard to be uh, having to wait up until extremely late on Saturday night watch match of the day realize he's not on there then realize he's he's got to switch over to Quest to watch Colin, <laughs> to watch Colin Murray talk about his performance.
0: <laughs> right, let's talk about the performance of Clement Longley. How do you think he matched up against um, Akin Fenworth this afternoon? Well, to be <laughs> honest, I don't think he was ready for it. Uh, he he just. Uh, he, get, he got completely outmuscled by um, by Dominic Solanke and that and Mitrovic. It's just it's just painful. It's been, good thing for, actually, on a Saints' point of view, we play them on the second of January, so they won't have any of the new players by that time. So essentially, we've managed to avoid so far this season playing. We only have to play against Ronaldo once, and we don't actually have to get play against this new ridiculous Newcastle team, unless of course they somehow get the best manager in the world
1: in the only time. thing is i mean you can't catch all the breaks but the only thing is we wouldn't we haven't we weren't able to play a Nuno spurs we're gonna have to play sure. a conte spurs twice and I, I think we've got you know we mentioned other fixtures kind of have a weird swing where we we, mm-hmm. we play the same five games twice in a row there was also a period where everyone plays the same team twice in the space of sort of five Game weeks I think uh, mm-hmm. around Christmas and around January and I think when we do that I'll get the feeling we've got Spurs twice in kind of quick succession so gets it out yeah lots of uh <laughs> lots of movement the merry-go-round is in full swing Watford obviously being the ones to kick it off as ever how did we not predict that one of us must have in pre-season that Watford would be the first ones to get rid of the manager always the way
0: uh, always away and then they bring in Ranieri and you just think how's this how's this going to go but um, no, lots going on uh, international break to sort of just get away from oh, the madness.
1: international break saw so that today I was, I was like oh the England squad's being announced I was like fucking hell for what <laughs> what's it being announced for this time Albania oh, San and Marino. San Marino oh, <laughs> oh come on just just give us all I ask for is four weeks uninterrupted just but the positive
0: after this one not another one until march
1: wow that's because they all the qualifying will finally be done for mm. qatar won't it so oh we'll God, be yeah. which is only which only how weird's this mate a year away this month Jeez. so because of the whole euro's being moved thing obviously all of this has been condensed down and uh they need a full year. They need a full year to be able to draw the groups, and prepare for what's to come. They could do that the night before, couldn't they? Just make sure everyone's getting to you know, booked in the right hotel. That's all we've got to do now. Once everyone's qualified, they'll have the playoffs, obviously. But all they've got, all we've got to do is the group stages. Then, then yeah. everyone knows, everyone knows when they're playing, who they're playing, and where they're playing, and that's that's it. So uh, yeah, once we once we dismantle san marino and uh i think, I think we need yeah. to get something from albania don't because we? we didn't beat hungary i think we now i think if we beat san marino then technically i think we might be through because of goal difference or something like that but because we didn't beat hungary mm. had we beaten hungary then it was just a formality you just need to, we just needed to get something against san marino i got a feeling that albania potentially means something now but i don't know i can't remember uh, i don't give enough shits about yeah, watching us draw against Hungary to, um, to care, really. But Wall got called up, which is good, good stuff.
0: Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Speaking of Hungary, I haven't had dinner yet, and I think it's just about to be uh, <laughs> ready.
1: <laughs> We've been summoned.
0: If you want to find the podcast on Twitter, you can find us at under, underscore Saints. You can find myself at T214Murray.
1: You can find me at Callum Wilson 21.
0: Thank you very much for listening enjoy the game if you are go i mean just just enjoy the game in general fingers crossed that we get a win and go into the international break with all smiles try and enjoy the game yeah <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah. that's what best. we try and do first and foremost
0: yeah absolutely and remember as always to say yeah to stay safe and stay wonderful put your teeth back in mate i think <laughs> they're back in now